0: It's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. So thankful for his presence that we've already felt. I do feel that we have a word from the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to speak this morning. I do feel like I found the mind of God to speak a word to the church. It doesn't seem like there's really any visitors here, so we're talking to the church this morning, and I do feel that this is a word from the Lord. Psalms chapter number one. How many of you have enjoyed reading psalms and proverbs as we've been challenged to by our pastor to read psalms and proverbs every month try to get through psalms and get through proverbs it's amazing Um, we actually prayed a little bit about it yesterday in prayer we're going to talk a little bit about it today i'm so thankful for both the psalms and the proverbs to instruct and to teach us and help us to stay away from things and also to uplift us and help us to worship and praise God. We're going to read Psalms chapter number one this morning. Psalms chapter one beginning in the first verse as blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law Doth he meditate day and night? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit, bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteousness. For the Lord knoweth the way of, of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I'd like to highlight verse number three this morning. That's where we will be taking our our uh, sermon thought from today. It says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. For just a few minutes tonight, or this morning, I'd like to talk to us from this subject, the Redwood For us, God, I thank you today for your blessing, Jesus. God, anoint this word today. Speak to us what you would have for us to hear. Open our hearts and our minds to understand, Lord, and to receive your word. Let it be anointed today, God. And I praise you for it, Lord. And we give you all the glory and all the honor today in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to talk to us about three different things of how God wants us to be, three different things God wants the church to be this morning. First off, the first thing I want to talk about is God desires for his church to be a church that is united. We read Psalm chapter number three, and it, it says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I want to be blessed. And the Bible says that if I don't walk around with ungodly people, if I don't get involved with sinners and do the things that sinners do, and I don't become scornful and stand that my delight, but if my delight is in God's law and in the word of God and I'm meditating on God day and night, that's when I can be blessed. It says he shall be like a tree in verse number three. How many people like trees? Anybody know anything about trees? We're going to talk about trees. is a very exciting topic, I know. Trees. But we're going to talk about trees for a few minutes this morning. You know, trees can be fascinating things to study because trees have life. one knows that trees are alive? Plants are alive? Does it seem like they're alive, though? Yeah. But they, they don't really move, right? They just kind of stand there. Sometimes they sway in the wind. But you could go up to a tree and you could touch it and get sap on your hands so you know that it does. Thing. Or the different kinds of trees like apple trees give us fruit that we eat, orange trees, walnut trees, all these different types of trees. But they produce life, but it kind of almost doesn't even seem like they're alive sometimes. We take it for granted that trees are living things. They're very fascinating. You know, sometimes they um, give you fruit likes apples. I like apples, oranges, those are the probably the most famous types of trees that we know that bring fruit, but there are a lot of others. but did you know that trees not only give off fruit that we can eat but trees are absolutely essential to life on earth? because yes, they produce food that we eat, but trees can contrib- contribute to their environment by providing oxygen, improving air quality, conserving water, preserving soil, and supporting wildlife. During the process of photosynthesis, trees take in carbon dioxide and they produce the oxygen that we breathe. So without trees, we would not have life because they produce the oxygen. Trees are essential to the life of all mankind, all all animals, as well as a giant part of Earth's ecostructure. How do trees stay alive? This is a group participation part of the message. How do trees? Carbon dioxide? The roots go into the ground and they suck up the water and that's how they stay alive. Yes, water is what gives trees life. And the roots, you answered my next question without me having to ask it, the roots are what gathers the water. They go into the ground and gather up the water. As a tree's roots With the tree's roots, it gathers waters and nutrients that they need to survive, and the roots are where? In the ground. Now, I did some research on trees. Different types of trees have different roots, and they have different ways that their roots go. White oak trees, pine trees, walnut trees, spruce trees, and some of the other popular trees we know, they have roots that go deep into the ground. And for those types of trees, most times their roots are as deep as they are tall. So if it's a 10-foot pine tree, the roots go 10 feet into the ground. If it's a 10-foot spruce or 20-foot spruce, the roots go 20 feet into the ground. But most other trees have roots that go into the ground about a foot or two, and then they spread out probably about as tall as the tree is. So if it's a 10-foot tree, the roots go into the ground about a foot, and then they spread out about 8 or 10 feet. And then if it's a 20-foot tree, same thing. It spreads out about that long. But today I, I gave our topic of the redwood forest because we're going to talk about redwood trees. Um, have anybody ever seen a redwood tree? like in person. Brother Kent has seen one in person. Melissa has seen one in person. Mia, you've seen one in person? Wow. I have never seen one in person. I've only seen redwood trees in pictures, but they're massive. And that's a picture of them on the screen of the redwood forest. They're massive trees. And if you look at a redwood tree, I did some research. The average mature redwood tree is from about 200 to 240 feet high. That's how tall they grow. With a diameter of 10 to 15 feet around. And they and it's an exceptional individuals from these trees can grow up to a height of 350 feet tall and in, with a d- diameter of over 20 feet. And most, the approximate age of a redwood tree is 2,000 years. That's how long they live. Redwood leaves are green and flat, and they have a sharp point at the end. So in the redwood trees, they're absolutely massive. And it's almost impossible to kill a redwood tree. You have to Chop them down basically to kill them. But even that doesn't always do it. It's almost impossible to, to get rid of a redwood tree. Why are the redwood trees, why is the forest, why is, what makes them so different than everyone else? Does anyone know what makes a redwood tree so different than all the other trees besides its height? The roots. Absolutely correct. So if you look at our, if you, were to dig up a redwood tree you would find that the roots of a redwood tree go about one and a half feet to two feet into the ground now we talked about most other trees the roots will grow out about the height of a tree so you would think if it was a 240 foot redwood tree its roots would be 240 feet spread out right sounds good but that's not the truth you see a redwood tree's roots go down about a foot and a half into the ground, and then they spread out for one to two miles away from it. And that's how far they spread out. Not only do the roots spread out for one to two miles away, but they intertwine with all of the other redwood trees' roots that are in the forest, And on top of intertwining with the roots that are in the forest, they often become fused together and the trees of each of the redwoods become like one root that is just spread all throughout because they're intertwined and fused completely together. Not only Do they go out for a mile, but they gather nutrients one with another like it was one tree that was alive. So I ask you today, what kind of church does God want us to be? The Bible says in verse number three that ye shall be like a tree. And if we're going to be like a tree that's planted, I feel that God wants us as his church to be like the redwood forest. Where we are not just growing our roots so that we can sustain ourselves in our own lives. But as a church we would intertwine one with another. And our roots would begin to gather nutrients for all of the trees that are together in the forest. And together we sustain life. Working together for his kingdom. Fighting not only to stay alive but to bring life to our brothers and our sisters and every member of our church. We are one body. We should be have one mind, in one accord, doing one work for the kingdom of God, to live for him. Not only fighting to keep myself spiritually alive, but to keep my brothers and sisters in Christ alive with God and living for him. And also being a church that brings forth fruit that allows new people to be saved to come, new trees to grow, new people to join our church and our flock and become a part of our church community. I believe the first thing we're talking about is God desires for us to be a church that is united. The second thing I want to talk about today is I feel that God desires for us to be a church that knows how to worship, to be a church Of worship. Can anyone give me your description of what worship is? Praising God. I knew that was going to be the first one worship is praising God. And I'm so thankful for our praise. I'm so thankful that on Sunday morning we come in and Sister Dibble gets on the keyboard or once in a while Avery or Mariah will get on the keyboard and either Brother Dan or Brother Zach gets on the drums and we have different people that praising, sing and we have different of our ministry that comes up and leads in worship and leads in praise. We, that's, that's our worship service. And we oftentimes look at that as our worship. You know, we come in and that's worship. But As Brother Brian said, praise is an essential part of worship. When we come in here on Sunday morning and we play the keyboard and the drums and we sing and we shout and we dance and we do all these things, we that's not really worship, that's praise. We're giving praise unto God, and that is only a small part of what worship really is, and I'm thankful for our praise. I'm thankful that we can begin to worship and praise God and and feel His presence, and God begins to move, and God begins to touch. A couple weeks ago, we had such a great worship service, and God did mighty and awesome things, and I'm thankful for that, but worship goes much deeper than a song. Worship goes much deeper than just praising God on a Sunday morning. Worship is more than just a Elaborate praise to God but worship is something that is that is a lifestyle of which we live worship is also more than just prayer Matthew chapter six verses five and six it says and when thou prayest thou shalt not shall not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they might be seen of men verily I say unto you they have their reward but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut the door pray thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall then reward thee openly worship is not. just just about praying so that people can hear me or praising God so that people can see me, so that people can perceive how holy I am or how godly I am. But it is about communicating with God, communicating with God and hearing God speaking back to us. Worship is more than a song. It's more than our prayer. Worship is about how we live outside of the church where no one can see me where no one knows what I'm doing. Everyone that is standing here, we lift our hands and we praise God and we, we're grateful to him and we, we praise him and we pray. But outside of the church, how do I live my life? When I get up in the morning and I get dressed and I, before I look, I walk out my door. Worship is standing in front of the mirror and saying, do I look holy? Do I look pleasing to God? Does my clothing reflect holiness and purity? Am I dressed in a way that looks appealing to God? Or am I trying to dress in a way that's appealing to people so they could see me and they could think I look good or not? Does my dress appear provocative? Does my dress appear holy? How do I look when I walk out of my house? Worship is about how we present ourselves to others and how others see us I hear so many people all the time say well I don't care what people think about me I don't I don't care how people look at me and I think we even as Christians have said it we shouldn't care that people think we're different or how they look at us but that's not true we should care we should want people to see that I'm different than everyone else. I should want people to see that in the way that I dress, in the way that I look, in the way that I talk, in how I present myself, I am a representative of Jesus Christ. And when people see me, they ought to see Christ through me. Some people only look, their only look at God that some people will see is when they see him through you. So I need to make sure that every single day of my life I am representing God in a good manner. That I am worshiping God through how I look and through how I live. Worship is my lifestyle. How I talk must reflect God. Who I am must reflect God. My actions and my character must reflect God. My life is a representation of him to the rest of the world. And I may be the only Jesus people will see, so they need to see Christ in me. Worship is so much more than a song, so much more than a shout, so much more than a touch of God that we feel in our worship service on Sunday morning. But worship is my life worship should embody God in every area of my life that they, they that worship him the Bible says they worship him in spirit and in truth every time I speak good of someone instead of putting them down I'm worshiping God every time I lift someone up I'm worshiping God every time I do what is right in a world full of people that are doing everything that is wrong I am worshiping God worship is a submitted committed life to God. It's more than just praise, more than just a little prayer, more than a song or a shout, but worship is a day in, day out, living my life according to the Word of God type of thing. It's doing God's way and not living my way. Worship is so much deeper than we often perceive for it to be. Doing things God's way instead of my way. There's an example in the Bible that I'll quickly go through. How many of you know the example of when David went and he took the Ark of the Covenant and was bringing it back to Jerusalem? The Bible says that they were supposed to do it a specific way. They were supposed to put the Ark of the Covenant on staves and it was to be carried through and they were supposed to stop at certain points and worship God and praise him. Well, what David did was he put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart. And as the cart was rolling across the path, the Bible said that they were instructed not to touch the Ark of the Covenant. So they put it on a cart and they were wielding it. And the Bible says they, they maybe hit a rock or they hit a bump or something. And the cart became unsteady and the Ark began to fall off of the cart. And Uzzah, or Uzza, however you want to pronounce his name, he put his hand up just to steady the cart or to steady the Ark. And as soon as he touched it, He died. You see, sometimes when we try to do things my way, instead of living life God's way, people get hurt. Things go wrong. I, I might hurt somebody in, because I didn't do it the way God instructed me to do. I, if I begin to live my life the way that I want to live my life instead of the way that God wants me to live my life, things are going to go wrong. And this man died. So they left the Ark of the Covenant and they went back. And then a couple months later after they saw how blessed the home was, of the, where the Ark of the Covenant was, David decided, we're going to go get the Ark. And this time we're going to do it right. They put it on the staves and they carried it. And every seven paces, the Bible says, they stopped and they worshiped God. And this is where we read the story of how when they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant through, we hear that David danced before the Lord and worshiped and praised God. You see, when things are done the right way, God's way, when worship is done the way that it's supposed to be, when our life is lived in worship to God, There are blessings that come along with it. Things are so much easier. We need to be a church that is willing to do things God's way. We need to be a church that is willing to live a life of worship to God. We need to be a church that is willing to know how to live a life of worship. And the third thing I want to talk to us about this morning is we need to be a church of faith. How great is your faith? I wonder, do we still believe in miracles? I hope so, because we had a testimony of a miracle that God did this morning. What a great and fitting time to hear that testimony when God wants to speak to us today about our faith. I'm so thankful that Sister Gina didn't say, well, the doctor said it didn't work, so I guess it didn't work. And just say, God, you know, uh, you put this song on my heart when I was going in for surgery, and, and you didn't come through. Oh, well, I guess he's not as as amazing a God as I thought he was. I guess he just isn't a God that still does miracles. No, but she said that for six weeks, even though the doctor told her it didn't work, it was unsuccessful. She said, you know what? I put this in God's hands, and I have faith to believe in a God that still does miracles. And six weeks later, she went back and found out that God did a miracle. And the surgery that supposedly did not work, it worked. It worked. Church, God is still a God that does miracles. God is still a God that still heals. He still heals cancer. He still opens blind eyes. He still unstops deaf ears. And I believe that God can do that right here today. If we are can become a church of faith. I believe that all manner of healing can take place in our church. James chapter number 5 verses 14 through 16 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and pray a prayer of fa- and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I believe God is in this place. And I believe God can heal sickness, but he doesn't stop there. The scripture says he will heal your sick and he will forgive their sin. I'm grateful for God's physical healing, but I'm so grateful for the miracle of forgiveness, for the miracle that God did when he died on Calvary. And now I have the ability to come to him and find remission of my sins. God is in this place. And he can do great things. We talked in gap prayer yesterday about having spiritual and emotional healing. And God doing healing that goes deeper than just the blind eyes or the the physical ailments. But God doing... spiritual healing in our lives, emotional healing in our lives. God can forgive sins today. God can restore broken hearts. He can remove anxiety and fear that people are dealing with. He can remove things that we deal with on a daily basis. God can bring spiritual and emotional peace and bring deliverance and free the captives that are bound. He cast out demons in the Bible. He raised the dead in the Bible. When four friends Took a man who was lame. They tore the roof off of the place where he was. Not their home. I always say this. I find it a little crazy that they were willing to tear someone else's roof off. Knowing that they were probably going to have to pay for it. Or they were probably going to have to repair it. But they tore the roof off. And they let their friend down. And because of their faith, God did what? He healed. But it didn't stop there. Because he also said, Go thy way, your sins. Are forgiven you. And all the people around us said, what man or man is this? That he can forgive sins. That's what God does. He does not only heal our bodies, but he uses the healing to show us his power. And then when we submit ourselves to him, he's able to forgive us for our sins and completely change our lives. And I still feel that God is a God that still does these types of things. He still heals sickness and forgives sins. I believe he still changes lives. Just here today, God can change your life. Our faith has been greatly diminished in today's society that we live in. We don't see things like things that happen in the Bible very often. Our faith is not shaken because we don't see healings like they did in the Bible. Everywhere Jesus went, healing took place. When the disciples got together and they prayed, they prayed in faith. God healed. God forgave sins and healed bodies and changed lives on a daily basis. But our faith is shaken because we don't see that. But we should see these things happen every time we come into the presence of the Lord. Why? Because if we have the faith, then God can do great things. Take a look at the scripture that is talking about Abraham. Romans chapter number 4, verses 16 through 22. Reading from the New Living Translation says, So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe." That's what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happens because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even even though there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations for God had said it to him. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's father, faith did not weaken even though at the age of about 100 years old he figured his body was as good as dead and so was sarah's womb abraham never wavered in believing god's promise in fact his faith grew stronger in this he brought glory to god he was fully convinced that god is able to do whatever he promises and because of abraham's faith god counted him as righteous Abraham's faith allowed him to believe that a 100 year old man could still have a child and a 90 year old woman who had already gone through her stage of menopause could have a child. He believed it because God said it. And at the age of 190 years of old, Abraham and Sarah had a child and he became the line and the descendant where God were to make Abraham a father of many nations. That same God that did that is here today. That same God that healed the lepers and opened blind eyes and healed issues of blood that for 12 years doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. That same God that gave human strength to pick up the gates of a city and walk it up to the top of a mountain. That same God that walked on the water and allowed another human man to walk on the water is here to take care of your ocean-sized problems today. He freed Paul and Silas from prison. Don't think he can't break your chains today. He released an Israelite nation from an Egyptian army that was up against the Red Sea. The Red Sea was part of the problem. There were two parts to the problem. They had an army behind them trying to kill them. And they had a Red Sea in front of them that they couldn't pass. And then God opened up the Red Sea. They walked across on dry ground. And then he used the second part of their problem to destroy the first part of their problem. Don't think that God cannot take care of every situation that you have in your life. And maybe even use some of the situations you're going through to kill the other situations that you're dealing with in your life. God is able to. To do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or even think. If we could just have faith in him today. God could do something great in our midst. Then came the disciples to Jesus. apart. they had just tried to cast out a demon. They came to Jesus and they said, why can we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto him, I'm reading from James chapter 5. Jesus said unto them, because... Of your unbelief. Verily I say unto you. If you have faith. The size of a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain. Remove to another place. And it shall be removed. And nothing shall be impossible. Unto you. But then verse number 21. Says something very integral. To what their faith could do. How be it. This kind goeth out not. But by prayer and fasting. And it links in some of the other key things that we're talking about of the God that He wants, of the church that God wants us to be. Worship is deeper than just singing and praising God on Sunday, but prayer and fasting and having that type of worship, living a lifestyle of worship for God day in and day out, produces the type of faith that we as the church need to see miracles and signs and wonders be done every single service that we come together. If we take these things, if we become a strong church that is bound together with one mind and one accord, living for God, and each of us develop a life that is worship unto God, we can then have the faith that we need every single service and every single time we pray and speak in God's name, we can see great and mighty things done through our church. But we have got to do these things. We need to be a a church of faith, a church that moves mountains. We need to be a church of true worship, a church that understands what it means to live a lifestyle of worship to God, prayer, fasting, being holy, being godly, being acceptable in his sight every day. That's the type of worship that builds faith, moves mountains, facilitates miracles, signs, and wonders. Let's stand together this morning. Sister Dibble wouldn't mind coming to the keyboard. I'd like to end this a little differently today. If you don't mind, I'd like for everyone to come to the front. See, I believe that we have the ability to be a strong church. Not to say that we're weak. But I believe that we have the ability to be a strong church. That we have the ability to be a strong, united people of God. I believe that if we can become united like the redwoods in the forest, there's no telling what God could do. There's no telling what He could do today in this place. If we could unite together. If we could bind together, God could still heal. I believe it I know God's healing power God has never completely healed me but he's always kept me but it's still not beyond the realm of possibility that God could heal me I believe it and I believe he could heal you but you have to have faith and I have to have faith and when our faith combines together in worship and praise to God there is un, it is unstoppable the things that God could do physical healing spiritual healing there are people that are suffering things spiritually today that you or i don't know about only them and god know about there are people who are struggling with emotional things that are attacking their minds and attacking their hearts and trying to tell them they're not good enough and trying to tell them they don't deserve god and trying to tell them yeah the rest of the church might be like redwoods but you're just a little tiny tree that nobody even sees and nobody even knows about But if we are united today, we are unstoppable. And I'd like you to do something if you wouldn't mind. I'd like you to lock arms with the people that are next to you. Because together, we're strong. When the redwood trees, the roots stretch out, they intertwine one with another. And they become claven together, one with another. And something great that happens there is, the. did you know that a redwood tree that is dead can come back to life from the rest of the tree? They can bring life back into that tree after it appears to the rest of the world to be dead because of the closeness and because the roots have become intertwined and have fused together trees that are dead or are on the verge of dying can come back to life and grow and become strong and powerful again because of the other trees that are around it that's what the church of god needs to be when the people who come in here and they're dead or they're dying there's just about zero life left in them the rest of the church needs to bind together with them and fuse together, lid them and let the anointing and the power and the Spirit of God begin to breathe life back into those souls that are dead or are dying. When those people that are lost with nowhere to go come into our church, we as the people of God need to fuse together with them and allow the Spirit of God to do a great work. And I believe today, if you're hurting, if you're feeling struggling in your life, if you're going through difficulties, the strength of the body when we begin to pray, can relieve those issues, can heal those sicknesses, can deliver those, you from those sins, and can change your lives today. But it's only if you will pray in faith. And I challenge us this this, this afternoon as Sister Dibble begins to play and sing. If you could pray in faith then sicknesses can be healed today. Spirits can be changed. Demons can be cast out. Lives can be changed. If we, the Redwood Forest, the church of the living God, can begin to pray in faith, I believe God can do something great today. Lord, I pray, touch your people today. Jesus. God, there are needs in this place today, God. There are situations and circumstances, Lord, that we can't get through on our own, God. But I pray, Lord, that your spirit will begin to move right now, God. Lord, begin to overwhelm us with the anointing and the power of God. Lord, bind us together, Lord, like the trees, Lord, today, God. Bind us together in a way, God, that we become the church that you desire for us to be. God, bind us together. Let us let us be a strong church. Let us be an anointed church. Let us be empowered today, God. Let us understand that we need to worship you every day, God. Let us understand, God, that we need to have faith to believe that you can do great things, God. Lord, let us bring forth fruit, God, every single day, Lord. Let us bring forth fruit of new souls, God. Let us minister into people's lives. God, I don't want to be a weak church. I don't want to be a dead or a dying I ain't church, God, but I want to be a strong, powerful, anointed church, Lord, that is bound together, Lord, that is fused together, led by your spirit, God, empowered by you, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would begin the healing process, God, souls that are dying, Lord, souls that are hurting, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that a spirit of repentance would flow over us today, God, and begin to help us, Lord, to know that there's a place for us. Let every person in this room know that there's a place for them in the presence of God, in the church of the living God, Lord. Lord, that we all have a purpose, that we all are together, Lord, bound together by your spirit today, Jesus. God, begin to forgive sin right now, Lord Jesus. Not only can you heal our spirits, Lord. Not only can you heal our bodies, Lord. But Lord, you can begin to forgive sin, Lord. You can begin to change hearts and begin to change lives today, Lord. Let someone make a commitment today. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be anointed by God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to live a lifestyle that's pleasing to the Lord every single day of my life he's passing by this hey God touch us today Lord bless us today Lord. let your anointing be here today Lord touch someone's heart God touch someone's life today Jesus Lord bind us Lord God together Lord strengthen us today Jesus God I believe for your healing today Jesus
1: He goes by, you will find He's not too busy to hear your hearts cry, well He's passing by this moment, all of your needs to supply, so reach out and touch the Lord. Well, reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You will find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. Sing by this moment all your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Well, reach out and touch the Lord that He goes by. You
0: will find He's not too busy
1: to hear your hearts cry. Well, he's passing by this moment All of your needs to supply So reach out and touch the Lord As he goes by Well, reach out and touch the Lord As he goes by Well, you will find He's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. Well, he's passing by this moment, all of your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. hallelujah 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 thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you jesus praise god praise god praise god praise god praise god praise god i appreciate that message brother andrew amen certainly amen we need to be a, a body corinthians tells us that we're, for the body is not one member, but many. And as we go down and read through this, that there's not any of us that are really greater than the other. He says he made some apostles, he made some prophets, he made some this, he made some that. But that doesn't elevate us. We're still one body. One body. The foot can't say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. Ear can't say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. If all the body were one, if all the body were an eye, where were the hearing? If all, amen, were that, where was this? It says that the Lord hath placed in the body, God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him and it says we can't say to the other members we don't need you you're less i'm paraphrasing these scriptures but we can't say to others and say you're less than i am so we're just going to keep you off in the distance we're all the same We are members in particular, amen. Why? That there should be no schism or division in the body. Now everybody's not gonna be everybody's best friend. That's a fact. We all have personality differences. I almost came out with the word conflict, but that's not right. We have personality differences. Amen. But there's one thing that is not different. The scripture says that there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care. The same care one for another. I care for you as you you care for them and they care for them. They have the same care one for another. Amen. And the scripture lets us to know that if one suffers, we all should feel the suffering. If one rejoices, we all should feel the rejoicing. Why? We're one body. As with the example was given and what an awesome example, how the roots intertwine with each other. If a man is overtaken in a fault, the scripture says, let him that is stronger, him that is spiritual, go to him and restore him. That's the root system. We're all bound together, praise God. And we're all members, amen in one body. Praise God. I'm so thankful, praise God, for that message we heard. Amen. We need to remain one because that's where our strength is. When division comes, strength goes. Amen. So thank you, Brother Andrew, for that message to us this morning. Sister Joni has something before we leave this morning. Amen. We want her to come
0: Just a little um, birthday appreciation for Sister Heidi. We want her to come.